You came to kill the devil, right? Well, guess what? I keep you safe. And if you think I'm evil, well, just wait till you meet my variants. And welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the pod, everybody. WB, guess what? Yes. It's been (laughs) a whole year since we started our Patreon patron. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget we have Whatever. that. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I forget we have that. How dare you? But we never forget the listeners. I never forget the listeners. We but... forget that we actually have this service thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a year. So thanks to to all of those lovely patrons who have, who have, oh, sorry, they, they changed it to backers now, I think. Backers? <laughs> yeah. I forgot the proper Why? the proper jargon has changed. Why they've swayed away from alliteration, maybe. But uh, thanks to everybody who who supports the show. Yes, thank you uh, so much. We appreciate you with your hard earned money. We really appreciate. Thank you. It. I just wanted to shout out real quick. Um, second, yeah, like how's it going, Jeff? Surviving. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm definitely surviving. <laughs> I have a bit of a nasal thing. I just I lose track of time. It's October it's already. The year's almost over. It's so wild. Um Yeah. Things move way <laughs> too things are moving way too fast. Yeah. AKA just time. Mm-hmm. Um everything's going by. Life is going by. Yeah, and uh next week for those listening currently is already New York Comic Con time. So So you are I'm out. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Annual trip, baby. My God. It's going to be fun, but it's going to be super busy. Like, we've got a a group of artists that we're taking uh, with Cadence Comic Art. Mm -hmm. And also, just in general, it's going to be a wild time because there's so much going on. Yeah. And who knows if any other strike will finally come to an end. Thankfully, the WGA has reached... (laughs) Our writers can start <laughs> yeah, writing. They can write. But actors fantastic. cannot act yet. Sure. I feel like <laughs> we're just, we're right there. We're right there, right? So close. So close. So not that I expect them to be resolved by next week, but that would be nice. Uh, so, so that'll be interesting uh, because there's a lot of people on deck for that show. Like, again, I mentioned before, Chris Evans is one of them. And so a lot of people from Ahsoka are coming. It's... Wow. Ewan McGregor is going to be like it's, they literally it's, can only take pictures. Yeah, they can only take pictures and talk about their favorite potato chips. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, in other news, Loki season two is officially streaming as of this podcast. However, we are recording uh, on Wednesday, so it has not begun yet, and Marvel yes. continues to overlook us. Yes. So we are nothing <laughs> more than a dust particle. Yeah, we do not have actual context. So uh, that that kind of leads into the whole. We won't have proper formulations about the season, let alone the character we're about to explore today until next episode, which is a mini Marvel. So we're kind of going to go Loki-fied, for sure. 
uh, because we'll be able to watch at least one or two or three episodes by that point. Yeah. So so yeah. So everybody go stream that. Seen some yeah. Seen some early Twitter reviews from people who have seen the from yeah. the premiere. I totally avoided it. I uh, totally avoided it. But I saw their certified fresh. Yeah. Which is basically good. looks good. So excited. Cool. I know IGN like rated the first four episodes or the first two episodes. Like at least three. They gave it like sure. four, a solid four. I was like four. Whoa. <laughs> but IGN hates everything. Yeah, so. they literally do hate everything. Yeah. So so even games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so hopefully the show is starting off very strong. Yeah. Can't wait to watch it, and I will by now. Uh, but yeah, I guess we can. Get her on done since this one's a oh, yeah. <laughs> heavy hitter, as we would call it. Uh, but first, reminder, we are not experts and we don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. In this episode, we will be nerding out over the big baddie of phase five and six. Ooh. King. Oh, yeah. The Conqueror. Oh, yeah. He is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that kind of menace, but he's definitely a menace. Yeah. For sure. And so, uh, bringing back some old names created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Oh, wow. Does the, that surprise you at all? I mean, did the, you the did, OG goats. Did you suspect, how, like, without, before we get into this even, what did you expect him to be a more modern character? Did you think he was like old school or like? Well, I mean, I definitely knew he was definitely on, on. I don't know how old school, but I've seen like the, you know, the old comics of him and yeah, like his blue face and all yeah. that, that costume and everything. Sure. So, um, no, I'm not surprised at all. Oh, interesting. Those guys, That's great. Those guys just know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And so Kang's first appearance is in The Avengers number eight. So this is the very, it's year one of mm-hmm. Avengers, essentially. September 1964. Oof. Guess the cover price. Oh, oh my gosh. Come on. I got it right last time. You got it right the last two or three times. Yeah, that was like. Yeah. 12? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So funny enough, Marvel actually like blanked out the price on this digital version oh wow um but that's the cover wow so you can see (laughs) (laughs) very he's got it's funny he's got purple pants with orange stripes i mean it looks like green goblin he looks a little bit like a goblin right yeah Yeah. well it's because of the green and purple which we'll get into exactly but, but yeah he's fighting the uh classic lineup of avengers uh, which in this case, on the cover at least, is Iron Man, Ant-Man, uh, who is Giant Man at the moment, uh, Wasp, Thor, Captain America, and a very uh, discreet Rick Jones. Oh. <laughs> in the, in the oh, background. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling. Yeah. If you don't know who Rick Jones is, you're just kind of like, who? who is that guy? And so, so anyway... Um, I found I was able to find a 9.2 CGC graded Whoa. Uh, of this issue on Shortbox. Did you look at the doc? Any guesses? I didn't look. So, 9.2 is about seven thousand five hundred dollars. Oh my god! On eBay, a CGC 9.4 signature series signed by Stan. <laughs> this is point two difference. But because it's signed by Stan, the the seller is looking for fifty nine thousand dollars. What a jump! It's crazy, right? How legitimate Gosh. that is. That's the question. I I don't. I'm not. Is there no picks? Is there a pick? 
There's pics and stuff. Oh. And yeah, it's completely legitimate. But I just don't know how someone can justify that price, even though it is a signature series. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, what is the value of a Stanley signature? But I think it also goes into a whole other, like, dark world of <laughs> signatures. Yeah. Like, how much do celebrities, how much are they worth? And does it matter on how crisp it is? Can you see it? Is it visible? The quality, all that crap. And so, so yeah, so somebody's asking for $59,000. Um, I would pass. Personally. 100%. But um, on the low end of the spectrum, Sharpbox has a CGC 0.5. It's barely held together for 139 What does that bucks. even look like? 0. 0.5? 0. 0.5. It probably, it's like, probably missing the back cover. My God. If not like a considerable amount of the book. Why would you even... Great it. <laughs> yeah, right? It's kind of like, uh, um, especially when 9.2s and 9.4s are floating around, right? It's yeah, kind of like, dude. That's what I'm saying. And uh, so, so yeah, 139, 139 bucks for that. While on eBay, somebody has, I, I suspect it's the same seller, to be honest, and a, a, zero, uh, a 0.5 as well for 200 bucks. So, huh. yeah, that's interesting because it's like, again, it's a 0.5. Yeah. Whereas you can get a raw copy of it not graded for about 240. Jeez. You're better off just buying the raw copy. Yeah. Slabbing that bad boy and yeah. making it worth at least 500 bucks. Oh my god. Yeah. And so I checked the uh fair market value on this book and uh 9.2 seems to be somewhere in the vein of 3000 to about four and a half grand. So as long as you're within that sort of floating number, mm-hmm. it's a good deal. So the one on Shortbox is too much. <laughs> They're asking for too much. They're asking for almost twice as much as it's worth, so mm. to speak. So it definitely helps to look at that little that little tab. I think people oversee it. But, yeah. But needless to say, is this your first exposure to the character? I think so. I never really heard of Kang, Kang ever right? growing up. Yeah, dude. So has to be. What about you? I think I don't. I want to say the same, but not the same because. This is again like when he came back into the fold. Mm-hmm. I was not hard into comics, and especially mm. because they brought him very full force with the Young Avengers, yeah, which we'll get into, of course. And so I wasn't super duper heavy on them, uh, and so I missed a lot of that. But I got familiar with him because, ironically, because of Nathaniel. Richards first. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Iron Lad is kind of more of the reason why I got to know Kang. And so going backwards and reading the stuff from the classic days, I was like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting stuff. And and it is as complex and as dense as we could imagine it to mm-hmm. be. So it is very curious that Marvel decided to take this this guy on as far as the MCU goes. And so I don't have any cards, but I had a couple of digital cards. <laughs> Those freaking NFTs that go absolutely nowhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have uh, one card, okay, and it said, Genius time traveler Kang the Conqueror was originally Nathaniel Richards, a 31st century descendant of Reed Richards. Wow. The villainous Kang travels through time with an arsenal of technology from any century and advanced battle armor that grants immense power. Man, he sounds like, yeah, it's yeah. unstoppable. <clears throat> yeah, and it's, it's, it's so crazy because there's so much to unpack in such sh- a short set, like paragraph. Yeah. You're like, 
Okay, so he's related to Reed Richards, who, if you don't know by now, is Mr. Fantastic. And also, he's a 31st century descendant. That's so crazy. He, he comes from a very, very distant future. And so we'll get into all of this uh, in, in a second. And so, yeah, when King first introduces himself into, uh, in this issue of the Avengers, he, he says his name very proudly. He does not just say Kang. He's like, I am Kang, the <laughs> Like, he, yeah. he, he pronounces himself very articulate, you know, like with, with the conqueror at the end of his, his name. And so it's, it's really funny because it was how I feel like tr- they treated a lot of the, the outer space identities at this time. Because again, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's barely the mid 60s. Like, yeah. my goodness, right? What was happening in this mid 60s? And so <laughs> essentially, this UFO. <laughs> comes into the atmosphere and everybody loses their minds like whoa it's a ufo what is it doing here and it like hovers over virginia of all places just in like they make it so distinct like it's over virginia and so the white house is immediately on the case and they summon the avengers to come handle the problem so to speak and and again like i mentioned it's iron man thor cap ant-man wasp and rick jones and of course lest we forget in this era of the Avengers, Ant-Man is very much Hank Pym and Wasp is very much Janet Van Dyne. Mm-hmm. So already the, the the sort of modernized like formulation, formulations are starting to, to come together, right? Like, oh, okay. So almost immediately, they already have connection between Kang and Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. So that's where that comes in. And then <laughs> he, he pretty much... He pretty much takes care of them. Like, it's easy peasy for him because he's showcasing all these futuristic, like, skills that his suit has. Of course, yeah. <laughs> his, his ship is all these he built-in just has mechanisms. Everything, yeah. All the technology you could, like, Iron Man seems like a total, he seems like a can of sardines compared yeah. to, to King. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because if you think about it, right, like, how would the Avengers stop him? And yeah, it's, it's, he just, he takes them out so easily. That it's almost like, wow, I, I don't know if, I don't know that the modern Avengers could even handle him. Yeah, I saw that one, what was it? It's an animated show, The Avengers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then where Kang is in it? Yeah. And basically just like, how do we stop this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, how do they stop this yeah, guy? If he, yeah, Go on. Yeah, it's, I, I've not seen it, but it's the same thing, right? So they, they're carrying over this idea of like, okay, well, he's unstoppable. What do we do? Yeah. And so... <laughs> he does what he does best after all is said and done. They're all groaning. They're all on the floor. They're not sure what to do. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is my perfect opportunity to explain my entire backstory. <laughs> they always do this. Like Stan, and I mean, I'm sure it stands to blame, but they always do the sweeping origin story. And so Got to. he tells everybody he was like, you know, he was born in, in the year 3000. Like distinctly 3000. It's It's been changed a little, I think. I think they said like 3125, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... 3000 and then he became the master of time travel and so he mentions how he even like okay so what in a nutshell he got bored Mm. he got bored so the world is devoid of crime of war of all that stuff all they have are these digital callbacks to the past so they watch westerns they watch whatever and they're like wow it was such a different time it was there was chaos and there was intrigue and now it's just sterile peace yeah and so 
to kind of alleviate his boredom, he goes back into the past, the distant, distant, distant past. And then he becomes Pharaoh Ramatut. Jeez. And so he goes to the very, you know, goes to the Egyptian times. And then he, he essentially builds his empire and he's like, okay, cool. I'm Pharaoh. And then it's like, I'm bored again. Jeez. Then he jumps forward after, I believe he got defeated by the Fantastic Four, jumps forward again to present time, quote unquote. So this is in the comic, it's in the 1964. Yeah. For us, it would be 2025. And so that said, technically, Rama Tut made his appearance before Kang did. Because in publication history, Fantastic Four number 19 with Rama Tut's first appearance, yeah. was published October 10th, 1963. A full year before Kang the Conqueror oh, wow. was introduced in the Avengers number eight. And oh, so, interesting. Yeah, and so fa- while the Fantastic Four annual number two was released September 1st, 1964, the same as Avengers number eight, Rama Tut still predates Kang. So it's kind of like... Whoa, what, what did the whiteboard look like when Stan was, yeah, he was doing like, this? He's right? probably just like, yeah, I don't know, but you know. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go back into the future. It'll right? make sense at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how you're like, okay, so a full year, like a month would have been one yeah. thing. A full year? And I then know. he goes backwards and explains, oh yeah, by the way, that character that I introduced last year, that's this guy. And he went back. And so... Funny enough, the first, the, the Fantastic Four annual number two, uh, that also showcased the origin of Doctor Doom. So, mm. again, immediately we're really relating this character to not only Ant-Man and Wasp in some way, but more strongly to the Fantastic Four. So he's got a lot of ties to Fantastic Four. And so it's interesting because you know, like people... Once you know, one of the biggest beefs about Quantumania was that, like, oh man, Kang got beat too too easy, like yeah. you know, right? And and so it's funny that, you know, like people are like, oh, it's impractical that Ant Man beat him. It's yeah. totally like that would never happen. It's funny because it makes me wonder if they read this issue, the origin issue, mm. because sure he takes out the Avengers, but Rick Jones and Wasp get away. So Janet goes back to, to like Avengers HQ and she's like, I'll find something that Hank made that could take him out. Like they always do this. They, yeah. did, they did this in the group. There's got to be something. Yeah, there's got to be something. I'll find it. And then Rick Jones is like, I'm going to assemble my, my teen brigade. <laughs> and so a bunch of teens oh, wow. come out of the woodwork. Like, you know, they've got this guy surrounded. They have like, they have a... Like the FBI and the CIA, like all these guns and army people up against Kang. And then the team brigade shows up, (laughs) just a bunch of regular teens. And they're like, we know how to do this. And they like basically coerce him and like, yeah, we want to be bad like you. Oh, wow. And he believes them, lets them on the ship. And then they figure out, oh, let's free the Avengers because he had them captive at this time. Mm. So it's like, guys, Ant-Man beating... Kang isn't that far-fetched. Yeah. He let a bunch of teenagers get on his ship. He was like, yeah, this isn't sketchy at all. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, like, so another battle ensues and and they figure out like, oh, Thor's uh, Mjolnir can can uh, essentially like mirror the radioactive energies that 
Kang was giving off because mm-hmm. of the atmosphere that he's from and all that. So the suit is almost irradiated. So when he's like radiating the yeah. power and the energy to try and bring them down, Thor uses Mjolnir to mirror it back on him, but at a bigger force and it destroys his suit, which then allows them, okay, we found the Achilles heel. Now uh. we can take him down. And so the whole thing, the whole spectacle is very similar because it's all over this energy core that the teen brigade finds, right? And mm-hmm. so this energy core is like the thing in the movie where he's like, I needed to fix this this energy core so that my my ship, whatever the heck, can work again yeah. so I can get out of the quantum realm, right? Yeah. And so in the comic, it's all over this energy thing, which when activated, empowered Kang. So I was like, okay, I, if you read it, they do have a lot of similarities. There's a lot of like parallels in some way. So it's kind of like, okay, okay, I get it. Um I think it definitely helped me appreciate the film more Mm -hmm. because I'm starting to understand where they got stuff from. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And so, uh, yeah, in the very end of the comic, Ant-Man uses a special weapon created by Tony, ironically (laughs) enough, uh, that used this acid-based solvent to rot and decay fabric wiring or insulation. And so, yeah. So he flees to fight another day and it goes for decades, you know, and again, I feel like they tucked him away for a bit. They brought him back. They tucked him away again. And he didn't come back full force until I want to say after the year 2000. Uh, and that's when the King Dynasty happened. Ah. Yeah. Well, I think there it's 2000. You go. Yeah, exactly right. And so it's kind of like they always have these reemergences of the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, so. But, you know, like when it comes to to the nitty gritty of it throughout the ages following the storyline got a little complicated because, you know, different writers, different titles and all that stuff. And it's it it isn't until what if number thirty nine that they actually confirmed Kang's true identity and real name being Nathaniel Richards. Um, And in all titles. So people I read a few articles and people were really trying to kind of debunk it like, oh, it's not really his name. Because it was a what if issue. It's uh, not canon. It's an alternate, you know, like whatever. Sure. <laughs> so, but clearly it's been, it's been confirmed across the board. Uh, and of course, need we say like Reed Richards, Reed Richards, his father's name is actually Nathaniel Richards as well. Interesting. So somewhere down the line, Reed's kids... Kids is kids is kids is kids is kids is kids is kids. Yeah. It's like, we're going to name him after our great, 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 great grandfather. And so um, it's more or less uh, gotten pretty convoluted over the years with the retconning. Because at one point they were like, he's possibly related to Dr. Doom. And it just wasn't like working. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they started introducing more variants and more alternate uh, alternate universes and stuff. So... They they just kind of not wipe the slate clean, but they concrete solid made okay Kang related Richards done and uh, yeah and again he didn't come back into the spotlight until about 1998 uh, with the Avengers and then later the Kang Dynasty and then even later than that with the Young Avengers so <laughs> that wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Uh, Kang the Conqueror, portrayed by Jonathan Majors, first seen in 2021's Loki Season 1, and last seen now in Loki Season 2. Yeah. So, 
in the first appearance, it is worth saying he was regarded as he who remains. Yeah. Technically a different character. Completely different character in the comics. But v- different variant of King. Yeah. In the MCU, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember well so I remember yeah, I remember when that reveal happened, I think I had we we had known <coughs> already that like Oh, Jonathan Majors yeah. was casted as Kang, mm-hmm. and you just so you know how he looks like. Cause I didn't know who he was, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never watched any of his previous movies, mm-hmm. but then when he showed up at the season finale, yeah. no, uh, I was gonna say issue episode before. He's in uh, two episodes it? total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was like, ooh, that's is that? I was like, ooh, that's the guy. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. So it was cool. And he played that variant so well, yeah. in my opinion. I guess I mean there was I don't I didn't really see of like if there was like a comic book counterpart yeah. to He Who Remains, yeah. but from what he was trying to make the He Who Remains character seem like, I mm-hmm. think he did a good job at it. Yeah. Cause he was just like he was like he's he he's not like He's not like deadly. He's not lethal. He's yeah. just like, I'm just trying to keep the peace here. Yeah. You know? He's very forthright. Yeah. And I think that's what, I don't remember what I had said back in the day, but I remember thinking he, the performance was so great because he he was able to sell the character's like essence so magnificently. Yeah. And you believed everything he was saying. Yeah. And it was like, oh, God. <laughs> he's he's like, and this is just one of him? Like, I was like, oh, snap. And so it really opened up like, oh, gosh, what is his, if this is his first of many appearances, we're in for a ride. Because yeah. this guy is already showing the the nuances of this character that's supposed to be so dynamic. Like, yeah. literally hundreds of thousands of versions of this character that have all come together mm-hmm. in a weird way. I was like, shoot, <laughs> like they might be in trouble. And so when he ended up getting killed in the final episode, big spoiler alert, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I kind of liked that variant. But his foreboding words of being like, like it, it was like a red pill, blue pill situation. Yeah, he's it was like, like wait until yeah. Yeah, he's like you could be, you could run this place, yeah. or you can kill me, and then you have to deal with all of my more dangerous. He's versions. like wait, wait until you meet yeah. my other variants. Yeah. and I was like ooh. And then they, like and then Sylvie does it anyway. Yeah, and tells because like, she's so hell bent on yeah. just revenge, right? And then and then Loki is just like yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> We should think this through. Yeah, it was like the one time he did not choose mischief. He was kind of like, he was like, that I actually kind of, yeah. sounds okay. Like I don't want to, I don't want to mess up this whole <coughs> multiverse thing. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and of course, you know, like we've done, we've done an episode on Loki, like way back in the day, way, way before I think even oh, I was just after the series, I think. But yes, yeah, it was. And so it's been a minute since we've even talked about Loki. Um, we covered a little bit in our Thor episode as well, but but man, there's like, you know, the whole time variance agency of it all mm-hmm. is so massive. And so to then pair it with a character who is also so massive, that's a lot. So they've clearly set up this this strategic path of of this character. And so again, being introduced to he who remains first is like, oh my god. Definitely a solid introduction yeah. to that character. Super yeah. duper. Yeah. Even if it was only technically an episode and a half, which in total is probably 15 minutes, maybe 10. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Such an impact immediately. And uh, and of course, 
as I put a cough drop in my mouth, <laughs> of course, the added value that he, it's, it was a domino effect. You see the effects of it immediately. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so from there, I mean, we don't meet Kang until Ant-Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp in Quantumania, uh, and then are further introduced to his variants. So what did you think about He Who Remains versus Exile Kang versus... Any of the other kings. I mean, it's I mean, it's <laughs> obvious like why he was exiled. Yeah, he's just a man that just wants to take over everything. Right. Um, which is why you know, yeah. post credit scene yeah. of you know the movie where they're like, they're like, oh great, yeah, like or like he's dead, but mm-hmm. is he really though? Right, right. Because <laughs> what do we say? Well, if if you learn nothing more from Squid Game, is that if you don't see a body on screen there's no death yeah it's not real so they did label exile kane king as like the most dangerous of them all yeah which is interesting it's an interesting thought because it's like okay the guy's the most dangerous but that doesn't mean he's the most powerful yeah so i could see where people get a little butt hurt because like people are just like people were so pissed that he got defeated like quote unquote so easily but i was like Dude, he's literally one of like a billion of them. Yeah. And just because he was the most dangerous doesn't necessarily mean he was the most powerful, which of course we come to see very quickly that there is a whole slew of variants yeah. that are. And they're going to do something that I don't even know like, what they're trying to do. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it, it, I I liked the performance in Quantumania as well. And I, I thought he was played very well. Like it, it it's like they, they gave you the storyline in such an interesting way because they didn't feed it to us completely, right? They did a, a really good way of shielding the truth, so to speak, by giving the backstory of Jan meeting him in the quantum realm. Yeah. And that he needed help and whatever, and they became friends, sort of, until, you know, they, they filled in the gaps and showed, oh, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he 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 was just using her all along to get this this thing for his throne. Because yeah, if ship. she because if he gets that chair up and running, right? He's yeah. like, I'm yeah. killing everything. Every, yeah, for fun. <laughs> I'm taking over every universe. For every, fun. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I can. You're right, exactly. Which is kind of like, yeah, Thanos is looking real good right now. That's what I'm saying. Like he was. It, it, it's like the mug said, Thanos was right, dude. <laughs> it's like. To a degree, he was. Yeah, he just wanted balance within the the universe, and then this guy, he's he's quite literally, it's to do it for personal exactly. yeah. entertainment. He's basically a billionaire. <laughs> he just does stuff. <laughs> he just does stuff. Yeah, right. Just exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very interesting. Um, and then of course we're introduced to at the end, 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 end of the film. Well, the stingers first were introduced to Ramatut, as well as. Uh, Immortus. Immortus. So, so Ramatut is obviously the pharaoh. Yes. Ramat, uh, Immortus is the, the one with the tall hat yes. thing. <laughs> and then the other one is presumably Scarlet Centurion, mm. who we'll talk a little bit about uh, as well. But And then, of course, the Council of Kangs that are in the <laughs> arena. It's just like... It's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I wonder what they're going to team up. I wonder what they're going to team up to do. <laughs> exactly. And so we got a listener question. Super fanboy guy. Do you think that Kang's alliance with Doctor Doom should be explored in the MCU? I mean, I think that'd be super interesting. 
Well, question for you. Do you think, without even, like, you don't need the context of the comics at all, but do you think that them taking the route of this is the gateway to the Fantastic Four, perhaps, coming in? I mean, possibly. Because I feel like that's, like, the next big, like, quote-unquote team-up, I guess, because you can only do, like, Avengers stuff so long. You know, you're introducing all these different heroes. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have, like, quote-unquote, an Avengers movie every five years i don't know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like i think it'll get it's like like okay like mm. <laughs> and i think because like the first like round of <clears throat> avengers was so done so well yeah it's like, like okay we're just gonna see the same and, I, and like I, i've seen it on on like oh for sure i've seen it on like social media where it's just like, like oh wow the next avengers is you know it's like it's like shang chi or hawkeye or you know it's kind of like eh, like who yeah. is it really you know compared to like the original six to uh, going to Endgame, um, so I think Fantastic Four kind of keeps, you know, keeps the MCU fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, are they the next big thing before? Like, are they? The I don't even think they're they they've announced. Like, I don't even know if they don't have a date yet, right? No, I don't yeah. think so. Dang. But and with everything getting pushed back and everything, who knows? I uh, know it's floating at this. No time, one. Right? I don't even know who's gonna get. You don't. We don't <laughs> even know who's gonna get casted. Let alone there's a script. I think right. Matt Shackman was supposed to direct. Oh no, I'm sorry, John Watts was supposed to direct. Well, that's right. Yeah, and he. But yeah, he, he, do he it. Yeah. yeah, he backed out. He backed out. Um, so it's like, then, who knows where that is? And, and, and casting rumors galore. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like who knows yeah. what can happen? Like I, I'm, I'm just saying, just let the dominoes fall how they be. For sure. If you're interested in seeing it, watch it. If yeah. not, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think I think exploring the alliance. Maybe not so much. Like I don't think. Maybe it could be like a passing of the torch, like I don't a, like, know, like once K- Kang is done his you know thing, then it's like okay, boom. Now we introduce Doctor Doom and what he can do. Maybe because I, <laughs> as silly as it may sound, I find Doctor Doom in comparison to be almost like a street level. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because he's a, he's a genius scientist intellect. Yeah. Surely, but. Despite how like insanely powerful he, he is represented as in the comics at times, I wouldn't put him at the same gauntlet as Kang, per se. Sure. I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's completely oh, wrong. Oh, like okay. Yeah, I don't. Okay. They're not. It's like it's like God. Who's a comparison? It's like yeah. Juggernaut and <laughs> like. Cull obsidian. I don't know. Oh, they're just you know not what I mean? the same. Like they, it's it may seems like they're the same, but in reality, sure, they're kind of not. Yeah, they have like if you were to put apples and oranges. Like Doctor Doom is not other <laughs> is not otherworldly. Right. Yes, he's not like galactic. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Kang is feels so much more further beyond. Like not from Earth. That yeah, like I could see like. Doctor Doom in a space station, <laughs> but I couldn't see him taking over galaxies of alternate universes sweeping across, and especially the That's way fair. that the way that they're they're sort of establishing King in the MCU, the way that they are, I feel like he's already outgrown an affiliation with Doctor Doom. Yeah. I could see a callback for sure. Maybe like I could see a callback, like throwback in another timeline, because I mean Victor Timely, the name alone. Doctor Von Doom. Exactly. So the name is already kind of there yeah. if they decide to go that sort of route. But lest we forget, who knows? Ken Feige. Kevin, Kevin Feige knows. That's all. He, that, that, that's the only person who knows right now. So 
I guess we'll see. Hopefully, one day soon. Yeah. So, I for the rest of the structure of our show, mm. I moved things around yes. like crazy. Nice. It's not at all the same. So we're gonna jump into other versions and in other media immediately, simply because he has variants. Of course he does. On variants, on oh, variants, God. on variants. So, first off, this is not a pop quiz. Uh, Can you name all the ones that have shown their faces in the MCU so far? Oh, my, my God. So, the exiled one is dead. You sure he's dead? If it wasn't true, I wouldn't call you. Must really eat you up that you're not the one who killed him. None of us. Killed him. They did. Well, the three that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> yes. The at the end of the move at the end of the stinger. Okay. okay. Um. <clears throat> Immortus. Yeah. Uh. Pharaoh dude. Yeah. <laughs> pharaoh dude. I see. I see the head. I, I see the headpiece. He's he's a pharaoh. I think that's also perhaps my favorite aesthetic looking one because they really nailed it yeah it looks amazing um oh god what was that third guy's name the third guy (laughs) yeah so so kang yeah and then he who remains Yeah. so that's six is there one more two three four five six well you said victor timeler already right yeah 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 you're good Oh, it's six out of like a thousand five hundred. I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> so we'll go down the list, uh, and then just very quickly identify them. And so, first off, he who remains again, we've been tr- introduced, uh, to in Loki. Uh, so in the comics, uh, he, I believe this was also in the show, he is essentially the last director of the TVA who mm-hmm. existed at the end of the current universe, but before the next. So yeah, there's this, I believe they say it in the show, there's this little pocket of time, right? Yeah. Where it's like n- the null, like a space where time doesn't necessarily exist, but it's after the the present tense and it's before the future. And so in the comics, it's essentially the same. And he's, and then, like I mentioned before, he's completely, he's a completely separate character from Kang altogether. Mm-hmm. And so... I found that apparently Marvel allowed Jonathan Majors to portray this character like he wasn't intended to initially. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be a different person at first, but then they thought, oh gosh, this guy is so versatile. Yeah. Let's just have him do it. And then let's also write it in that it is a variant of Kang. And so that's what happened. And so uh, in the comics also, uh, he who remains had some like, side ventures with thor and jane foster oh, wow. against them not with them clearly but they that they 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 yeah. went toe to toe with him uh back in the day and then there's exile exile kane uh who we've met in quantumania and uh he <laughs> the the whole subject of his entire existence is really just because he wanted to be the only one Hmm. So that's what made him more dangerous than the rest is because the others seem to have like this understanding that there's a coexisting 
of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe we need to help each other out. Exactly. They all want to conquer, so to speak. And this one was like, I have to be the only one. Like, nah. Yeah. And so that's why nah. they were like, no, <laughs> and banished him. And then there's Pharaoh Ramatut. Uh, and so, yeah, we've talked about him a little bit already, but he appears at the end of Quantumania, aside from Immortus and seemingly a version of Cent- Scarlet Centurion. And then Immortus himself, so he's the soft-spoken one. That's the one I think, presentation-wise, he he kind of surprised me because his voice was so so quiet mm-hmm. and so calm, and he was like, it kind of made him creepier. But uh, yeah, he he's also uh, the, supposedly the oldest of them all, mm. and he lived. Uh, he basically endured all of the the wars, the battles, the. The, the struggles uh, uh, of the universe. And so he's kind of like the, he's the, the, the settled down version of Kang who has also lost. He's an, seen some stuff basically. Yeah. And he's lost an immeasurable amount. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of not softened him, but it's, it's grounded him in a way. And so he's almost like an elder of sorts. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he's often regarded as the prime King uh, and then I made a sidebar for the Council of Kings and the Kang Collective, as they're called in the comics. And so they essentially gather in this thing called the Transtemporal Hub World, <laughs> <laughs> which they've pretty much renamed as Limbo. So that, like, I don't know if this is reflective of where they met in the film, but that arena of Kangs, yeah. supposedly the gathering place is Limbo. Because it's, it's, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying here. They can't meet on each other's home yeah, universe, exactly. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's essentially turned into a survival of the fittest because in the comics, King, again, he's not so much as like he needs to dominate everything, but he, he's a conqueror, right? Yeah. There's almost like a survival of the fittest sort of mentality among them. Yeah. So... If there's a weak version of himself, and so in the MCU's case, the one that wanted to be the only one, they all kind of gang up and they oust and they kill oh my gosh. the weaker versions. And so I was reading, which one was it? Oh, <laughs> they killed a variant called Kangaroo the Conqueror. That's so... <laughs> From the animal verse. Gosh. Because he was just a kangaroo and they're like, you're not fit to be one of us. And they killed him. Wow. Yeah, and so it's it's a lot of that. A lot of that is happening. Um, and then, of course, Scarlet Centurion. And so this is, he's a little tricky because it, it, somebody else has taken on the moniker of Scarlet Centurion mm-hmm. uh, since Kang was, was, was that moniker. And so um, in the comics, essentially in the, in the very beginning, it's, it's another moniker that Ramatut takes on. After he's done being Ramatut, he's like, uh, he puts on a red helmet. And he's like, I'm the Scarlet Centurion now. <laughs> so, <guy>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same first first appearance, which is funny. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Victor Timely. And so after his defeat at the hands of the Avengers, a divergent version of Kang set up shop in Timely, Wisconsin in 1901. Wow. So from there, he established the realm known as Chronopolis in the comics, intersection of Earth's past, present, and future. And then it's in, in the MCU, I don't even think they've named it, but it is, it's that city he begins to build uh-huh. once all the parts are together and the thing starts to expand. Yes. That's Chronopolis. Ah. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
thought it was the other thing. <laughs> oh. So in, in Ant-Man, um, Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah. It's how that when... God, I probably should have watched it more than once or twice. <laughs> how many times did you see Quantumania? I think I saw it twice. I think I just saw it once. Oh, really? I yeah, liked yeah. It. I liked it more the second time. But... Anyway, that's that's Chronopolis, which I'm sure they, they'll probably tackle different versions of it. Like, who knows? And then there's a version of Kang that we have not met yet, but is so crucial to the storyline, Iron Lad. Uh, and so, again, we've talked about him a little bit. Uh, I think it was our Kate Bishop episode. Uh, yeah. He's essentially a younger version of Kang who uh, he wants to change the course of his life. So future Kang comes back is like, look at the world that you can conquer and you can be so powerful and awesome like me. And he's like, ah, you're scary and evil. I don't like that. I want to be good and a hero. So he decidedly changes the course of his life and he becomes a hero. And so uh, equipped with Iron Man like armor and visions data. So he's equipped with visions. He, of course, he's an alternate universe. So yeah. in that universe, vision is uploaded into his suit rather than the traditional Friday or Sharon or uh -huh. Karen. And so he then forms the Young Avengers with heroes from the main timeline. And then he dates Cassie Lang, which uh, I might jump ahead here for a little bit. But so it's you think Nathaniel Richards, Cassandra Lang. And so they're together. But in another universe... They get together, they grow old together, they have children together. Mm -hmm. That's the version that Immortus was also experienced. He also experienced. Oh. So, and then also special shout out to Baby King. Because <laughs> there's a Baby King right now and he's so sweet. Oh, wow. And unsuspecting. And it's kind of like Baby Thanos, but nobody's killed him yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so we're going to move on to aesthetics. And so, yeah, it's green and purple for days. Like we've mentioned in the Green Goblin and Gwen Stacy episodes, green and purple is frequently a sign of scientific hubris growing out of control. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we want to talk about scientific hubris. <laughs> That's King. That's his middle name. Um, purple symbolizes creativity, but in comics, it can often be refined. Uh, yeah, can often be refined to creation of powerful science. So... Uh, combine that with green's growth or nature, and you have a combination that suggests monstrous scientific geniuses. And again, Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy, Hulk, mm -hmm. Mysterio. Yeah. Green and purple. Lizard. Green and purple. Oh, yeah. Purple pants. Yeah. <laughs> when he wore pants. <laughs> yeah, fair. And then, um, so with the vast spectrum of variations that Kang has... There doesn't seem to be one commonality, but the purple and green stands out, the most iconic of them all. And so there, you can kind of see, I mean, there's obviously, and if you look in our doc, Jeff, like I even put the side by side, the yeah. Council of Kang picture. So it's like their intentionality of like, okay, they're all going to have green and purple in common in some fashion. Mm -hmm. It's there. They're, they're trying for it. Um, they may look different otherwise, but they're, they're definitely trying for it. And so, uh, you know, they've, they've taken some liberties with bringing the character to life, ensuring that the mask and face thing is definitely an effect of the helmet. Because I swear that at one point, or at least one of the versions, like, the blue is his face. Yeah. And so, in the first introduction, it's a helmet. So, you, they, like, distinctly, like, you can see, it's like the, the Batman thing. Uh, where you can see the Colored eye. in. Yeah, yeah. You can see the color. And so... 
I don't know if over time maybe I mis- misread or whatever, but I swear that it's like actually part of his physiology. Uh, whereas in the MCU, of course, they've kind of introduced these these very distinct scars down his face, which they still haven't yet explained for the record. So that'll be an interesting backstory, right? Um, that sort of uh, replicate what he looks like in the comics. So that's pretty cool. And then... Um, King's armor, of course, possesses nanotech similar to that of Iron Man and Spider-Man's in the MCU suits, but stronger and more durable than vibranium. And uh, it's identified as neurokinetic, which means it basically does whatever he thinks. So it responds to his subconscious thoughts, um, as well as empowering him with super strength comparable to that of an eternal. Jeez. <laughs> Those guys have all the powers yeah, too. And they do. Um, and so speaking of power, power and uh, powers and paraphernalia for Kang. Uh so <laughs> I just put intelligence. That's his number one power. He actually he doesn't have powers. He has no innate powers. Mm. It's all technology based, it's all power based from his brain. Um and it's both his superior level intelligence as well as his learned smarts from time traveling across multiverses that keeps him light years ahead of everybody else. And so it's, it's just, yeah, it's just the, the game, the being ahead of the game. That's all it is. And so it's kind of like, <laughs> I know you don't play Marvel Snap. I but, don't, know. But Kang is in Marvel Snap. He's a card yeah. in there. And so when people play Kang, they can... It literally, there's this whole animation. It rewinds the game. Oh my gosh. It rewinds, sorry, let me me correct myself. It rewinds the the round so that the person that played it can see what you played. Ooh. And so they go back to before you both play and Kang goes away and now they're like, ah, I know what you played. Now I know what to rule out. Wow. So that's essentially what he does. He's like, okay, so that's why the, the, the line that he says in Quantumania, like, have I defeated you before? Yeah. Is so crucial because it's like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, how many times? Like, has yeah, who he... is this guy faced? Yeah. And so, so I, I, and you know, for me, I immediately got the idea that, okay, he has battled variations of Ant Man or whatever his name is at the time many, many times over to the point that he doesn't even remember him. But if he ever failed at some point, he probably jumped back, mm. figured it out, and yeah. went, okay, last time he did this, 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 this time I'm going to get him with X, Y, Z. And so it he never loses, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which He's... is like one of the scariest things of them all because we saw what Thanos did in Infinity War. Yeah, with the, with the with vision. Time yeah. Stone. Yeah. With the time, yeah. He was like, ah, okay, I made an error. Actually, rewind. And so imagine that times... Exactly. A billion. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and so beyond that, Kang has, like I said, no innate powers. Uh, however, he displays increased lifespan as well as political savvy. <laughs> He's a skilled combatant and has indomitable will. And so, uh, aside that, he does have armor. Uh, the battle armor itself derives from a rare synthetic alloy from the 40th century, 
and again, is neurokinetic, so it responds to all his subconscious thoughts. It enables him uh, with enhanced strength, durability, anti-gravity, a video communicator, which sounds really <laughs> Um, time travel, which also allows for chrono cloning. So he can Dang. basically put, a, I believe it's, he can, he can clone himself yeah. in a way that he can be displaced and in, in different places at the same time, but they're all sharing. Oh, like that one thought. in infinity war with Dr. Strange where he like, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. When he does the I hope so hundreds of strangers, yeah, yes, <laughs> something like that. Uh, concussive bolts, various weaponry, and in modern times, body transference at the time of death. So, mm. oh, so that sucks. That's an interesting thought if you think about quantum mania. So, if Kang has, if the MCU exile Kang has that yeah. capability. He transferred himself and switched bodies. He's not dead. That body is dead, but he's up and jumped into somebody else. Well, another Kang's body. Sorry. Yeah. Is what I should say. Mm. Yeah. So, so that might be uh, that might be what happened. And so in the MCU, it's pretty similar. Uh, the added value of superhuman reflexes, en- energy projection, telekinesis, portal creation, and platform creation, which is very distinct to the quantum Yeah. Literally everything. He's Dragon Ball Z on like, like speed. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. can do all these like crazy manifestations and power bursts. And so um, there's also emphasis of him being a master scientist, engineer, combatant, as well as expert marksman. And according to writer Jeff Loveness, um, he he says about the Kang in Quantumania, this variant of Kang is the most dangerous out of all of his variants. And so, like I said before, most dangerous, though not most powerful. So we'll see. We'll see where the rest of them stand. Next up, family, friends, and affiliations. Uh, I mean, he don't got no friends. <laughs> so I don't expect really, him to. Yeah, exactly. Looks so like he's hated by everybody. Yeah, so I, I'm, we're going to discuss some other things in this particular quote-unquote section. But first off, there's Ms. Minutes. Yeah, howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> I devoured that donut, by the way. <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> That's right. So I got Jeff one of those Ms. Minutes donuts. from. We mentioned them in the last it episode. It was haunting. It Wasn't it great? It was haunting after you heated up. <laughs> oh, really? Well, because the eyes were like, oh, my God. What? The frosting, the <laughs> icing. I was like, oh yeah. my God. But it was good. It was delicious. And so, shock to no one, there is no comic book counterpart of Ms. Minutes. She was she was purely made for the MCU. Of course, voiced by voice actor legend Tara yeah, the goat Strong. Of, the goat of voice actors. Yeah, she's incredible. My childhood, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Harley Quinn, baby. Um, so... Uh, Ms. Minutes herself is AI created by He Who Remains that aids with the time variance authority. Sorry, I said agency earlier. <laughs> authority. Um, and distinctly a li- liaison between a He Who Remains and the TVA judge, Ravona. Ravo- I, always, I said this last time we mentioned her. Ravona? Ravona? Ravona. 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 But it looks like it's Ravana. I feel like it's Ravana. I don't remember. But the, I feel like they've said. They, they I, I've heard Owen Wilson say Ravona. Is it Ravona? Like, come on, Ravona. Okay. Ravona. Yeah. So, Ravona Renslayer. Uh, and fun fact Ms. Minutes was inspired by none other than Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh. I barely, I barely even remember that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's and he. I think I can't remember what he says, but he has like his version of "Howdy, y'all." Ah, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, y'all." Oh, and he's I have like, to rewatch I'm here that. to talk to you about DNA, and it's like uh, it's very. Okay, I, okay, once okay, you think okay, about okay. it, you're like, ah. "Is it on the ride?" Also, is, is that voice no, on the? Oh, not at all. No, no, no. Pain. Not even in the original one, which is kind Aww. of shocking. Yeah. But he's made a comeback. He's got merchandise everywhere. Love that. There's a Mr. DNA pop now. <laughs> There's a pop for everything. Yeah, Holy right? crap. Which, of course, that leads us to the Time Variance Authority themselves. And so uh, <laughs> in the comics, they are led by a character named Mr. Alternity. So, Whoa. Whoa. I know. I When I was writing this up, I was like, oh, man, all these names might come up in the first episode of Loki. <laughs> um, but... But in the comics, they are indeed led by Mr. Alternity, uh, and the TVA serves as, serves as an organization formed to monitor realities throughout the multiverse and to keep temporal interference to a minimum, and they dedicate themselves to keeping tabs on every reality that exists. Mm. Sounds like a hefty, hefty duty. And um, in the comics, the TVA is also located in the null time zone, existing out of time. So... It's pretty, it's pretty parallel as far as the MCU is concerned. Uh, but they're, of course, like we mentioned, they're created, quote unquote, created by he who remains instead. Uh, and they keep the timeline clean and in order. But everything else seems to track. They, they keep tabs on everything that's happening. I wonder how it operates now then. <laughs> With the new season, with right. and he's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like, all right, so... Well, and also we have to remember that at the end of Loki season one, when Loki is transported back... So that's a different universe, or is that the same... He right, he was an alternate universe, because the, yeah. the statues were different. Yes, so and Owen Wilson, Mobius, did not um, know who he was talking about. Like, Right. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, that's to, as we're recording this, is tomorrow. So it's like, I can't wait to see. I know. And it's like 6 p.m., which is I like know. interesting. I was like, oh, huh. it's not even late anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the, t the TVA, uh, they've clearly made their mark already. Like, it's, it's such an interesting retroactive atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and, and, and at first, you know, it was interesting to kind of, follow like what they were doing because it was like who are all these people where are they coming from why are they so established the way they are mm -hmm. and then of course we come to realize like oh they've been pruned from other universes and they're variants of themselves that have been displaced That's scary and reassigned yeah it reminds me a little bit of severance I haven't seen it. Oh, really? I, I finally watched it. It I is really I am horrible good. with shows. Yeah, it's really... Well, it's also on Apple TV, so it's a little more challenging to watch just to like get access to because you have to either pay for it, yeah. like an additional streaming service. Um, but yeah, I watched that and it seemed a little bit like TVA. It's a little bit... Not like it, but there there are some similarities for sure where there's some alternate, uh, alternate lives, I guess, happening. Uh... -huh. uh but yeah, and then, uh, of course, there are also the timekeepers. And so, again, they're not friends of King. <laughs> However, uh, in the comics, they were created by He Who Remains, uh, who wanted to create beings who could teach the next universe. So they were actually fostered to be educators about, okay, the, like, the, the wise ones, yeah, more or less. Let's pass on the history. Um, and so... 
they're the he he created various versions of these people in the comics and they're actually the perfected version uh and his first failed attempt were called the time twisters time twisters (laughs) sounds like a kid's game yeah so and so they're actually the timekeepers themselves are the the perfect iteration of those of those uh time twisters and so while the timekeepers were created to refer back to the past and to make the future better, the time twisters malfunctioned, simply moving backward. And so that's mm. the storyline that I believe Thor and Jane Foster came into play because that, that's when they were put pitted against he who remains to stop that from continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the timekeepers in the MCU are voiced by Jonathan Majors, although he is uncredited. Uh, for the roles. And so it was conveyed that the uh, the timekeepers were formed from the multiversal war, first battling one another for supremacy, but then later bringing peace by reorganizing it into a single timeline known as the sacred timeline. Uh, despite the propaganda shown throughout the series, we eventually get that big reveal moment. <laughs> oh my God, do you remember when you first saw this? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that I was they like were oh, robots? these guys aren't real, yeah. man. Who was it? Was it Sylvia or Ravonna? Like who hit? I forgot who who did it. One of them, or One Loki, them too. Decapitated the robot. Yeah, yeah. And so they were just relaying messages coming direct from He Who Remains. And so, for what it's worth, the Time Twisters do also exist in the MCU, but those they're just uh, the devices that they use, the TVA. Mm-hmm. Those are called Time Twisters, and so they've basically oh, it's an Easter egg. So they're there. But just not the same thing. Uh, but yeah, so timekeepers. It's yeah that that reveal was <laughs> it was very Wizard of Oz moment behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Like, haha, we're not real. Sorry, <laughs> and they're like, oh, gotta do this again, right? Ah, yep. Man, it's all coming back to me now, but completely out of order. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so those are those are the uh, affiliations that Kang has in the comics, at least the ones that we can see in the MCU. Um, and as for love interest, so so again, an honorable mention to Cassandra Cassie Lang, uh, and so as previously mentioned, uh, Cassie and Young variant of Kang mm-hmm. Daniel Richards are a couple, and even in, uh, end up together in Mortis's timeline, and then of course. Uh, Cassie Lang herself, portrayed by Catherine Newton. They duke it out, but there's no other... I mean, maybe that's a little nod to what's to come. Sure. But that's that's all we got so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they duke it out in Quantumania. And then <laughs> the the one in prime love interest, I would say, is Ravona. That's interesting. Lexus Renslayer, a.k.a. Terminatrix in the comics. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So so in the comics, um, the main Ravona, Ravana. See, I'm going to say Ravana because of Nirvana. Dang. Ravana. <laughs> I like Ravona. Like Ravona. Ravona existed in Earth 6311. And so that Earth is known as the King Dynasty. Buzzwords again, <laughs> as well as uh, 4145 AD. So that's the actual year in which the Kang Dynasty became or exists. So it's, again, it's much further in the future. And in the comics, Ravana, Ravona herself is the, king, uh, uh, is the daughter of King Corellius. 
uh, a ruler in the 40th century Earth, where Ravona is a princess with whom Kang fell in love with. Mm -hmm. She completely, she pulled a Princess Jasmine on him. She was like, I can't marry him. He's not royalty. (laughs) And so she kind of like puts off his advances and because of the way that Kang is, he then waged war on her and her kingdom. (laughs) He's like, okay, if you won't come with me willingly, I will conquer you. Damn. There's a theme. And so Ravona herself uh, has had an interesting background. So, and it's quite different from what we've seen on screen so far. So, so it'll be interesting to cover in the future when she's got a little more going for her in the MCU. Uh, who, of course, Ravona Lexis Renslayer. It's such a cool name. I'm like, dude, Ravona. I know Renslayer. that's really cool. Anything with Slayer in it, it's pretty insane. <laughs> Gugumum Bathara. Look at you. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Portrayed by Gugu Mbantha Ma- Raw. You said it better than I did. <laughs> um, yeah, portrayed in the MCU. So wonderfully, by the way. She's fantastic. Uh, and so she, Ravona herself, is a variant of Ohio based school teacher Rebecca Torminay. Uh, who was abducted by the sacred from the sacred timeline and then joined the ranks of the TVA, known formally as Hunter A23. So, so she's gone through a, a few name differences in the show. Like she's very, she's first introduced as Judge, right, and then Hunter A23, and then they're like yeah. Ravona or Judge Ravona or Rav, and then they're like, oh, plot twist. She's a variant of a variant, so she's Rebecca, and it's like, oh my gosh. That whole thing is just, oh my god, I need to revisit it. Yeah, can't wait to see where... Where where she goes, right? Yeah, because I think... Yeah, because I remember at the end of season one, like I, I don't know who was like questioning her, like, don't you want to know where you came from? I think it was Sylvie. Was it Sylvie? I think so, yeah. Like, don't you want to know where you came from? And she's like, no, like, I am the head of TVA. I have to keep things in order. And then it's like, oh, shoot. Gets to her. So, like, um. Oh, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was Mobius. Mobius? Oh, yeah. it was Mobius because they were having a yeah. talk in the, yeah. And I just so, remembered because of jet skis. Yeah, jet skis. <laughs> like, haven't you always wanted to know if you wanted to yeah. know? I've always wanted to ride a jet ski. Right, 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 uh, right. I have right. these dreams about jet skis. <laughs> Get the man a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so... I think that kind of like prompted her and that's why she was able to, she took one of the things and I think she went back to see where she came from. Time twister? Yeah. (laughs) Time twister. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. 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 Or they they call it a tempad. Tempad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, there you go. That's way better. (laughs) It's so much better. Yeah. So, so yeah, again, there like a lot's gone down with her and there's like miles to go clearly, but we do see in the Loki season two trailer, and perhaps in this first episode, mm-hmm. that she encounters Victor Timely. So, is this the moment where we're actually going to get some of their backstory? Maybe. Because we've not been introduced to Rebecca's like potential husband in that timeline, like yeah. any of that stuff. So it could be it could be another version of May- maybe it's you know, Mobius and Loki, they go to that time with Loki. Yeah. Or when they go to that Victor time Timely. where Victor Timely yeah. and they're like, they're, you know, they're watching and they're like, oh yeah. And then yeah. boom, like Ravona comes in. You're like, what the hell is she doing here? Right, exactly. And you're like, ah. Right. Because when, where was the stinger for that? Was that in uh, Doctor Strange with Loki? Yes. 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 
<laughs> Ant-Man. Was it Ant-Man? Yeah, it was Ant-Man. Oh, it was, duh. What yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was the second one. It was a very post-credit one. So so yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're like we're totally slipping, dude. <laughs> We've lost our We've way. We've lost it. Yeah. Uh So yeah, that's really interesting. Uh yeah, I I definitely want to cover her when we get into further into the weeds with the MCU version because mm-hmm. again, like her moniker in the in the comics, Terminatrix. I'm just like, That's dude. crazy. <laughs> and it's funny cuz I didn't realize when I when I was going through my folders, I have Terminatrix cards. Oh wow! And I was like, I don't know who this person is. And then I was looking at, I was like, Oh my god, it's Ravana. I was like, Oh wow, well. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. We'll we'll talk about her more uh, in the future, I'm sure. We did get a listener comment, however related, Vibrating Queen, on Instagram. Yeah, Kang, who hurt you? <laughs> It's like, yeah, right. Man has been through it's it. It's just like, is that the is that the cost of intellect though? Like you get, I you mean, just get bored. Yeah, definitely. Right? And, you, like you, like and you're like, you don't think anything is wrong with it. You're just like, well, this is like what I want right. to do. So it's like, whatever, you know. Right. It's just, I. It's just a personality. It's just a thing. It's just how they go about. Um, yeah. Like I, I heard Einstein only slept four hours a day. Sucks. If, if even that, right? If I'm that trying to sleep thing. like 12 hours a day. <laughs> no, I'm more like Einstein. <laughs> like, I'm not as smart as he, but I do have that four-hour sleep <laughs> in common. But yeah, I I think it's it, for once. I will say, quote unquote, for once, it's not a hero that was uh, a hero, a villain that was wronged by anybody. That's just how he is. Yeah, it's just his persona and what he's taken on. Um, so notable adversaries. <laughs> Who? His biggest adversary is himself. Yeah. Literally. True. Because that's 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 what it is. So uh there's really no better explanation than that. Yeah. So we're just gonna quickly talk about the other two heroes that he has primarily quote unquote gone against in the MCU so far. Uh of course, first Loki. Um no specific correlation in the comics. So it's again, it's an interesting treatment and story that they've built up using the 2012 Loki to get to this point at all. Because, yeah, I I could not find anything that was like necessarily pertinent to to Kang's backstory. And, of course, Loki, portrayed by Tom Hiddleston, first seen in 2011's Thor, last seen. 2023, Loki season two. Been doing it forever. I know. Love it. That's crazy. 12 years, baby. Uh, yeah, season debut this weekend. He's amazing. Gonna Can't meet him. wait. He was added to New York Comic Con, too. Wow. And I'm also going to see him again because I got it as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to dig out my Loki poster from from the, the depths of the garage because uh, I'm going to meet him again. So that's going to be nice. But most recently, uh, King has encountered Ant-Man. You think this is new to me? Do you know how many rebellions I have put down? No, 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 no. How many worlds I've conquered? How many Avengers I've killed? And you think you can beat me? I am Kang! You, you talk to ants. Who in the comics 
again, the Avengers are clearly his biggest adversaries beside himself. So um, the the we need to remember again the Ant Man that Kang went toe to toe with was Hank Pym. So yeah. he. I mean, he, I'm sure he met Scott Lang somewhere down the line because of Cassie, especially Probably. because oh, of Cassie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so his beef with the ant family, so to speak, has gone. The man's beefing with ants, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's beefing with Sheesh. ants. Sheesh. So it's really ingrained. So it's not, It's again, in defense of Quantumania, it's not that far-fetched that that's how they, that he made his first debut. Yeah. Because it's ingrained in his comic book history. Yeah. So everybody that is naysaying... Screw you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We don't write the comics. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's gone through it with Ant-Man, especially because of Cassie Lang. So it is very interesting that they would, they would kind of use Quantumania as a jumping point mm-hmm. to introduce the two and the, the, the other two uh, going head to head. And of course, Ant-Man, portrayed by Paul Rudd, uh, first scene in 2015's Ant-Man, directed by Peyton oh, wow. Reed. Holy moly, he's getting up there too. I know. He's almost there. Oh my God, it's almost 10 years. Almost oh 10 my years. God. Isn't that wild? It's like, oh my gosh. Sheesh. I'll admit, 2015 feels like forever ago at this point. I was... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what... Because I, I think about this like pretty... I think about I this more... I was six years old. <laughs> I think about this more often than that. I'm like, where was I during this time? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, so 2015... Oh, I was in art school. I was helping release another album. Oh, wow. Well. With 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, see? New album. Like... Now streaming. <laughs> nice. I did my part. Nice. <laughs> Like it feels like so long ago, yeah. right? Like I was, yeah, sure. I was like such a different person. Really? And like my knowledge was so like. Were you not still working with us though? Twenty fifteen. Because I remember I was sitting on that weird. I got leveled. Area. I got laid off that year. Oh, you did. <laughs> you may have still been there because I, I was still there. You were still there. Oh because no, no. Whenever, sure? yeah, whenever, whenever uh, Yasser left, that's when I left. I don't remember because. I do distinctly remember I got free passes to see Ant-Man from Marvel. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go see it. And I think I talked to you about it and how I'd seen it already. And you're like, how did you go see it already? And I was like, oh. Maybe possibly, but maybe yeah, not. Yeah, I don't maybe. remember if you were there, though. Probably not. Dang, that's so weird to think about. Weird times. Oh, my gosh. Weird yeah. times. Almost 10 years ago. Gross. <laughs> And so, of course, Ant-Man last seen in Antum, Antum, what was I going to say? Quantum Media. Quantum. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, what more is there to say? I will say, I did leave Janet Van Dyne off of this list. Mm. I mean, she kind of like gets She's all, roped in. Yeah, she yeah, gets it's roped the in. Ant, it's the Ant family. It's really the Ant, <laughs> <laughs> it's really the Ant family. Uh, yeah, yeah, and same same goes in the comics. Like it's 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 coincidental. Like she's part of the Avengers. It's not specifically because she is Janet Van Dyne, you know. Yeah. So it's not like a focused uh, adversary. It just comes with the territory. Uh, and so yeah, like we mentioned before, he, uh, King uh, is ultimately defeated by Ant Man. Uh, when he throws the pin particle disks into the multiversal engine core. So that's, I, I basically, I think, and I think it is correct, it's the same core that they talked about in his first appearance in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the MCU, it's the power source of the time sphere, which let him basically, you know, 
reindeer and sleigh across the multiverse in his little throne with the cup holder. Um, yeah, and but we didn't see a body. So, I mean, not that there would be much of a body left, but... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, because then by that proxy, we would say that that uh, the high evolutionary was also still alive, but they did have an alternate. Did you see that? I did see that alternate. Yeah, he ending, was yeah. he was not killed in the uh, other cut of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. But I digress. I'm pretty sure that Kang is dead and gone. So. For almost was, uh, I could not find much about others at all who auditioned for the role, but Jonathan Majors revealed he almost walked out of the audition. Have you heard this story? No. So basically, it was like Seraphin was running late because of LA traffic, and he was tired of waiting, so he almost got up and left. Wow. But they got the call that she was literally coming in, and he was like, all right, sat back down, and then rest is history. Wow. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't know who else uh, may have been cast or potentially cast, but I'm sure that the list was short because, you know, like we've, we've said this in, in a few episodes that it seems with these more recent additions, mm-hmm. they already know who they want because of something they did prior. So, I don't doubt that Jonathan Majors was kind of part of that batch of like, they saw one thing and they were like, Seraphin, I didn't know, also did, I mean, Ahsoka. Yep. I was like, oh. Sure did. I was like, goat. (laughs) She knows. (laughs) Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Uh, And so the future of the character in the MCU. So, again, this is part one of a character we're probably going to talk about at least twice Mm -hmm. on his own. Yeah. Not to mention the mini Marvels that he's likely going to be roped into. Yeah. Um, so, so we barely scraped the surface with him and he's barely scraped the surface in the MCU. So, um, halfway through his current tenure in the MCU is presumed to be, uh, it's, we're currently halfway through it right now, which is kind of crazy to think about. I know. Uh, so he's, he still has quite a ways to go. His, Phase six, 2026, like maybe that might change to 27. Which is insane, which is technically crazy because that's like a little over three years from now. I'm sorry. Closer. Four years. Closer than 2023 was to 2020. (laughs) Which is crazy, right? You think about it like that, you're like, We're closer to 2030 than we are to 2000. That's really scary. It's gross. It's really scary. I'll probably throw up. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to die. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we're barely halfway through his, his tenure. So he's got a while to go. Uh, he's got a lot of lives to ruin, sadly. So, but, but yeah, where do you, beyond Loki, where do you think he could go next? Do you think Victor Timely is the only one we'll see in this version, in this series season? I feel like it's like the main version we'll focus on. Like I think he'll obviously he'll come or he'll arrive earlier in the in the series rather than we don't see Kang until Kang Kang or Victor Timely. Victor Timely. Okay. Like we won't like see him at the end of the season. Like right. he's gonna be a prominent figure from the get go. Yeah. yeah, it would only be logical considering they closed out Quantumania with that. Yeah, and so, it's like, okay, like, we've established who Kang is and, like, yeah. what his variants are. So, like, okay, like, what's this one? Now it's like, 
it's pretty much a new even though it's the same like actor and same like character Mm -hmm. like but they're still all different personalities so we're gonna like explore their personality how they are how they think yeah um and so it's kind of like so it'll be interesting to talk the to did hear he, about that. Did he have a transatlantic accent? I don't remember. I forget. No, I, I can't I even remember he how he was talking. No. I don't think he did. I think he just sounded old, timely. Yeah. I think he was just sophisticated, yeah. older man. Yeah. So. Damn, I wanted a transatlantic. I'm excited, well, excited to, <laughs> to see. Yeah. I, I'm super stoked. Uh, I, I'm very curious of that character, especially. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I love the retro, and that's what I love about Loki in general. Um, is he the only one that will appear? I want to say no. I want to say we might see a little more of one that we haven't been so familiar maybe, with. Maybe maybe a couple more, but I'm not but really banking on I it. I agree that Victor will be probably be the most prominent. Uh we did get a one last listener question. Andrew Frank 17. Who who do you think will be the Iron Man of Avengers Kang Dynasty? So, I when I wrote it down, I thought of it, but then in retrospect, I was like, oh, does he mean like sacrificial lamb of uh, death? Or does he just mean like the front runner? The face. The face. Of these upcoming. And he says he wants to say strange, which I would agree, yes, but I don't think he'll die. Is that outlandish to think about? I don't think so. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's like out of the picture. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Strange is like obviously way different than like responsibilities and what like Tony has. <laughs> He's so like dismissive too. He's like, uh, I don't want yeah. to do that. And it's like, and also I just think like Strange knows more like, or he's able to know more because of like his, you know, magic abilities. Do you think in one of his multiversal lookbacks during the Thanos thing mm-hmm. that there was a version with Kang? I mean... It's a it's a it's a reach, but maybe probably. That'd be wild. I don't think like Kang was even in their minds oh, yeah, during that no time. Way. But I mean, I don't know who'd be like the front, like the face of Avengers. the Avengers. I mean, I, I mean it could be. I mean it could be <laughs> Captain Marvel for like, like yeah in terms of just like leadership in terms of like like yo hey you know ha 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 i know it's difficult because it's it feels like there's a lot of people who don't want that role like people that are very powerful but none of them none of them are captain america and maybe that's like or an and maybe that's the story arc where it's like yeah. it's like it's like well like who's gonna be our Iron Man? Who's gonna mm-hmm. be our Captain America? Maybe they all have that, yeah. Like discussion of like, uh, I mean, it's not like oh, it can't be me. Like sure. like like Shang Chi is like probably oh, like, me? No, <laughs> hell yeah, no. I know. Ooh, or or, or Spider Man right. or That's even Peter exactly Parker right. is like ah, oh, devil. Like, like, I don't know. Like I don't want it. Yeah. Like what? I feel like the the former version of the Avengers were all like yes, let's do it together. Yeah. And then this one is more like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I, I want to. Fo- I don't know if I want to follow <clears throat> that footstep. Right. Yeah. Even though we do have a Captain America, we have yeah, sort of a Jane well, Foster. It just, fe- it just feels different. <laughs> yeah, it's very. I, I consider it very different. Yeah. And I think Which that's is good. And I it, exactly. It's not supposed yeah. to be a repeat. Yeah. And I think that's where you know I we I feel like we've mentioned this before, but I think that's where people don't realize like the reason why they're not enjoying these new films as much. 
aside the fact that they are a different vibe than the previous, is that the set of characters is also very different. They're just different characters. Mm. So it's not their fault that they're not another Captain America, another Iron Man, another Thor. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very different suite of characters with very different perspectives of heroism and heroics. And so it's like, oh man, I don't know. I really don't know. I would say I would say Strange is a great candidate. Just because of the power levels and also his capabilities, yeah. Agreed, yeah. But who, like, who has like that leadership yeah. in that? I think don't get me wrong. I think I think Sam does have it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know who's gonna listen to him. Now I'm saying he's not. People aren't gonna sure. listen. But like, but I also again like like we previously said. I feel like Kang is so further beyond that spectrum. Mm-hmm of of that beyond that realm of of the avengers that a few of the old the 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 great ones just aren't going to do it yeah <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's, it. a, it's a it's a high bar to to hit it's super and duper it's like who knows yeah. who knows we'll like we'll see yeah and with all these different heroes in the fold sure yeah it's like yeah, yeah. so i think we can agree it's like strange or carol Perhaps. Yeah. I'm yeah. not mad at Carol, yeah. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. Maybe even Monica. Star Lord. Yeah, no. I mean, he would die. He would die in like seconds, but <laughs> if I can get my Chris Pratt back in a white and blue suit, I'll be like so happy. <laughs> and then he dies. And then he dies and I'll be like upset for the rest of my life. Um no, I, I definitely think it's in that realm of strange Carol, Monica, maybe. But other after that, it kind of just goes. Eh, not so sure. Yeah, Shang Chi would be an interesting, an interesting candidate for sure. Power wise, he's getting there. He's getting there. Kamala, now she's still baby. She's just a baby. She did the baby. You uh, know what? Kate Bishop, baby. <laughs> she can Why lead not? me. She can lead me anytime. Oh my God. <laughs> the Kate Dynasty. Whatever you, whatever you want, I'll do it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll run into battle for you oh my god <laughs> yeah it is so suggested reading uh as i just said king dynasty so the king dynasty event sorry it did take place in 1998 i said 2004 because i was thinking something else but uh it's a 16 issue arc referred to as the kang war uh penned by kurt busiak and a number of artists definitely check that out especially ahead of the film uh, 2005, that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, and Onward, the run of Young Avengers by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung, which introduces the new team, as well as further explores the significance of Nathaniel Richards as both Kang and Iron Lad. Um, one of my favorites, the Celestial Madonna Saga. saga. Oh. So this took place around issue 123 or 124, depending on which uh, guide you're looking at of the original v- Avengers title. And so basically <laughs> King reemerges and he's like looking for this prophetic, huh. like celestial Madonna who's yeah. going to birth this child and he wants it. And so, uh, it's spoiler alert. It's Mantis. Oh, so if you remember in the guardians of the galaxy wow. game, yeah. You go looking for the celestial Madonna. Yeah, and it's it ends yeah. up being it, Madonna. It ends up being Mantis. Uh yeah, so it's that that's very reflective of that storyline. At least when Celestial Madonna comes in place. It also it, it it was between her, Scarlet Witch, 
and somebody else. And so he encounters like all it's it's crazy. It's a good read though. Uh, and then of course the 1964 onward run of Avengers, as well as the Fantastic Four issues that we mentioned at the top of the show. Good reads, very dense text, but it was good stuff. Get you some Kang, because uh, there is definitely more to come. And with that said, that is the end of the show. Oh my gosh. Holy cannoli, thanks for hanging in there with my nasal nature. <laughs> uh, so, thanks for listening. Also, um, next episode. So, like I mentioned, we have a mini Marvel. We may have a special sort of recording process for that one. Woo! Which we will we'll try reveal. it out. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see what try happens. It out. But something special. Rub oh, them hands together. Oh. We're trying to do our Chewbacca's earlier. It sounded like we we're both dying. Yeah. No, that's not it. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson, I can do no problem. Oh. I can't even do anything anymore. I don't even know what impressions I can do anymore. <laughs> I have. I am delusional. You just need to recharge that battery. I'm a little delulu right You're now. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so special, special mini Marvel coming up, which of course we'll discuss more of Loki season two after we have been able to watch it, and then uh, after that, it'll be around Halloween time. Oh my gosh! So spooky uh, season. Spooky season is full in force. I did not bring the rest of my decorations up because I wanted to spare you. Uh, <laughs> Respect, but, <laughs> but I do have more of that. But in the spirit of the season, we're going to cover one of the characters from Werewolf by Night uh, because Woo! the colored version of the short film will be streaming on Disney Plus. If it's not already, I think maybe I haven't heard anything or seen anything. Yeah, they just said Halloween. I wasn't sure if it was before or on, but uh, but yeah. So so keep an eye out for that as well and details if you want to submit questions. But a we are Groot salute. Two, Joe Liz, Tyler, Ed, Nats, Robin, Ashley, Sherry, Eve, Ariel, Claire, Andrew, Katie, Edgar, Chris, Andrea, Laura, Melanie, and Jenny. Happy one year to our group. Salute tier, by the way. Two. Woo! And follow us on social on S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, please review, rate, and subscribe. Once again, thanks for listening. We will catch you in the next one. See you later. Bye. Bye. I'm an Avenger. I've called the other Avengers. You're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? <laughs> what? They all blur together after a while. You're not the one with the hammer. It's Thor. We get confused a lot. Similar body types. Who are you? Just a man who's lost a lot of time, like you. But we can help each other with that. <laughs>